You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones, here with your noon news for Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Valentine's Day is a day for couples to celebrate their love for one another, but the Iowa Insurance Division also warns it is an opportunity for scammers to take advantage of people via online dating apps. Iowa Insurance Commissioner Doug Amon says romance scams are one of the most common scams we see in our office. Protect yourself by paying attention to the warning signs, and if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. Romance scams occur when someone feigns romantic interest in a person to gain their trust and eventually take their money. With the rise of digital ecosystems such as dating apps or even online gaming, it has become easier for these scams to succeed. One of the key warning signs of a scammer is if they refuse to meet in person. Frequently, they'll claim to live or work overseas and usually ask for money to arrange a visit or to help with a medical emergency. These scammers will nearly always request money via wire transfers, gift cards, cryptocurrency, or other difficult-to-track methods and are a sure sign of a scam. For more tips and resources about common scams here in Iowa, visit www.iowafraudfighters.gov. A motion to remove the dozens of yellow and red business signs in downtown Carroll due to concerns over their dated appearance failed to garner enough support at last night's Carroll City Council meeting. According to Public Works Director Randy Crawl, the signs were first introduced in 2003 as part of the city's original Corridor of Commerce plan in the Central Business District. City officials have received requests to remove the aging signs and brackets from the streetscape posts. Ward 4 Councilwoman Carolyn Seaman supports their removal and says they have long outlived their purpose. Thinking about what we have ahead of us this summer, and we started paying more attention to the signs. You know, you walk by things, you quit looking at them. I've had complaints over the years that they look old, they look dated. Some are faded, some are bright. The font is so little. All the rationale we, we put down here. And then we thought, with all the baseball, then we found out about Ragbri. We thought this needs some refreshing and it's really cluttered again for all the reasons I put down here. They just need to go. And even the corridor 2.0 said, hey, your downtown needs to be refreshed. Carroll Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler agrees with Siemens' assessment that the central business district would be more aesthetically pleasing without the signs. She says chamber staff began noticing them with the introduction of the summer live and local concerts on Adams Street. You know, we got to looking and during live and local, we had plenty of time to stand around, listen to the bands, look at the crowd and be happy about how many people are downtown. Through being downtown and looking at the signs during that time period and then when we look at the photos, that tells a story, especially that line that you see of the signs and just the sheer number of signs that we have and then look at all the different colors. And then that's when we really started looking at the signs and thinking, wow, we do have a little bit of an issue here trying to keep up with replacing signs and the colors and things like that. These signs are updated around twice yearly as businesses leave and new companies move in to take their place. Stephen Teller adds the signs no longer serve their intended goal for wayfinding due to their density and local stores might be better served using their own facades to advertise their location downtown. At-large councilman Laverne Dirks says his only concern is that they have yet to hear from the public or the business owners who would be impacted by their removal. If the businesses want it down, I don't have any problem with that, but 
some of the businesses want it up and we haven't even asked them what they want, that's an issue for me. Ward 1 Councilman Tom Bordnero, who also owns Bordnero's Meat Market on Adam Street, says it does not seem prudent to make a decision too quickly. I just think there's got to be some more thought put to this before we run and jump and take out all the signs. I mean, I don't see the high importance of it right now, but who am I? You know, just a business guy. A motion from Seaman to remove the downtown signage failed to pass with Seaman and Ward 2 Councilwoman Misty Bass in support and Dirks, Bordnero, and Ward 3 Councilman Kyle Bauer opposed. The issue will likely appear again on the council's February 27th agenda. Residents and business owners are encouraged to contact City Hall or an elected official to provide feedback before the council's next meeting. Work on the 2023 Farm Bill continues in our nation's capital, and U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley has announced more than a dozen meetings in the weeks ahead to hear directly from farmers and producers on the legislation. Fourteen staff meetings are planned, including three near the Carroll Broadcasting Listening Area. Grassley's regional directors will be in Boone County on Thursday, March 2nd, at the Erickson Public Library from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., Then on Friday, March 3rd, staff will be available at the Pomeroy Public Library in Calhoun County from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. The final meeting in the area is set for that same day, again, March 3rd, uh, in Shelby County, in the Shelby County Chamber of Commerce building. That's from 11 a.m. to noon. These staff office hours directly pertain to matters related to the Farm Bill. Grassley says, as work begins on the new Farm Bill, I encourage anyone to stop by my staff office hours in their area to ask questions and share their thoughts. Iowans are always welcome to reach out directly to any of my offices throughout the year. A complete list of the scheduled Farm Bill staff office hours is included with this story on our website. And we are going to take a quick break here, folks, when we come back. More news on the way after this here on KCIM. It's time to discover the difference between a good tractor and a great one with the Fent 900, the ultimate row crop tractor, specifically engineered to take performance efficiency and operator comfort to the next level, giving you more uptime, less downtime all the time with a three-year full machine warranty and three years of scheduled maintenance. It's Fent, it's time, and it's here. Learn more at Fent.com. Hi, this is Lane Robinson. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us at RobinsonImplement.com, where service isn't a word, it's our number one product. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Iowa Army National Guard. Aired by the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Early on Saturday morning, the Jefferson Police Department and Greene County Sheriff's Office participated in a vehicle chase that started in Jefferson At approximately 5 a.m. Saturday morning, an officer with the police department attempted to pull over a 2004 Chevy Trailblazer for a malfunctioning brake light. The vehicle, driven by 28-year-old Austin Ferguson of Jefferson, fled from that traffic stop. The pursuit eventually left Jefferson, heading eastbound on Highway 30. The pursuit finally stopped on R Avenue, and Ferguson was taken into custody. He's charged with eluding a Class D felony, possession of a controlled substance, a serious misdemeanor, driving while barred, an aggravated misdemeanor, and reckless driving, a simple misdemeanor. As of yesterday afternoon, Ferguson remained in custody at the Greene County Jail. 
Authorities in Guthrie County have released details of a two-vehicle crash east of Baird from last week that left one driver with serious injuries. According to the Guthrie County Sheriff's Office, the accident occurred at approximately 1 p.m. on Wednesday, February 8th, near the intersection of Highway 25 and 120th Street. Law enforcement says a 2019 Chevy Express van owned by FedEx and operated by 45-year-old Joel Aaron Brink of Ames was traveling southbound on the highway and had slowed to make a left turn onto 120th. The southbound 2005 Chevy Silverado, operated by 22-year-old Megan Lee McBride of Ankeny, did not see the stopped van because she was checking a message on her watch and struck the vehicle in front of her. The collision pushed the FedEx van into the southeast ditch, where it overturned, and the truck came to rest in the southwest ditch. Authorities say McBride was not wearing a seatbelt at the time of the crash and sustained a severe lower extremity injury requiring a tourniquet to address bleeding. Guthrie County Emergency Medical Services transported her to Methodist Hospital in Des Moines for treatment and Brink was taken to the Guthrie and Brink was taken to the Guthrie County Hospital with suspected minor injuries. McBride was cited for reckless driving, failure to use safety belts, and failure to maintain control. At last week's Carroll Community School District Board of Education meeting, preschool instructors presented updates on the Little Tigers preschool program. The instructors, Sarah Buswell, Holly Warnke, and Jill Weber, spoke about the learning opportunities available through their program during the 2023 and 24 school year. Buswell says the preschool team focuses primarily on student engagement in the classroom. One of the things that we've learned about in our class is just different ways to measure the engagement that our students are having when we're doing these activities. In preschool, it's really important to make sure that our lessons hit every level of engagement, which include just watching, then motor activities, their movements, and then the verbal piece, and then those motor and verbal pieces combined is the highest level. The group also presented on the preschool's collaboration with the community and their recent efforts to increase student independence. Regular professional development is crucial for early education instructors, and the district made the decision earlier this year to move preschool teachers' professional development days to Mondays, allowing staff to develop new knowledge and skills. On our professional development days, we have had some coaching with AEA, problem-solving meetings, we've spent time looking at IEP data, we've had the my teaching strategies, interrelator, reliability, certification, and training along with that. Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlaw says our preschool staff members have been leveraging their professional development time to the utmost potential, and I have been impressed with their ideas and continuous improvement. Little Tigers staff are collaborating with Kemper Catholic's preschool program and early childhood staff through specially designed instruction or SDI training, which allows them to teach kids with learning disabilities. For more information on the program, individuals can follow the link included with this story on our website. And earlier this year, Senator Joni Ernst was named as the ranking member of the U.S. Senate Small Business Committee and is launching a new program to recognize Iowa's small businesses in all 99 counties. On Tuesday, Ernst announced Guthrie County Quality Meats is the first recipient of her 2023 Small Business of the Week Award. The company is owned by Grant Sheeter and Brett Rowley and is located in Guthrie Center. The full-service locker offers locally sourced meats for retail customers alongside custom order availability. Additionally, Guthrie County Quality Meats provides retail space for other locally produced goods such as pies, ice cream, and more. 
Ernst says, I'm proud to name Guthrie County Quality Meats my first small business of the week for 2023. Grant's vision to bring a meat locker to Guthrie Center has come to fruition. Guthrie County Quality Meats is now a full-service butcher and retail business. I look forward to seeing this Iowa small business continue to grow. Senator Ernst plans to recognize Iowa companies every week throughout this Congress. A photo from the most recent presentation is included with this story on our website. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Noon News for Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cohn's reporting, wishing you a happy Valentine's Day.